we'd like to welcome you to the Institute's Leading Edge, a show dedicated to helping the automotive aftermarket service industry. In today's episode, we're talking about the risk and reward of social media marketing. Here's what's coming up. Social media did start, you know, as a way to connect all the relationships, and it still is that, but it's become such a huge platform for marketing. Um, and it really, not only in marketing, but it gives that hu- humane aspect, um, gives that connection that customers are looking for. So we're not just selling, but we're showing the value and everything. So I'm, I'm answering Facebook Messenger, the stuff on Instagram, if people are messaging us, you got to stay on top of that. And, and if an outside company managing your social, that you still need to be hands-on with the message responses, or you need to delegate someone uh, that's in charge of that. Um, Facebook and Instagram are two of the biggest platforms. So just thinking of the mass of people that they might see the biggest return there. For a better business, a better life, and a better industry, the Institute's leading edge. Today, we're gonna be talking about the return on investment with social media. I've got Mike Passman of Alberta European. Uh, I've got Jennifer Filson of Rockstar Marketing and our very own Lex Tingy, who is brand new to the team, who is now our marketing coordinator. Uh, We're excited to have all of you on the panel today and discussing this fun topic. I actually love social media. It's, it's, it's always changing. It's, yeah, it's always changing. It's always engaging and it kind of forces you to be creative, which I absolutely love. So I want to open up with a very broad question. Why is social media important? Mike, go ahead and take it away. Social media is important because every single person on this planet has a device in their hand and every, I would say 99.9% of those people have Facebook or Instagram or Twitter or Snapchat or LinkedIn or whatever. Very broad question. Why is social media Kent, you got us in the background. I don't know. It just barely pulled it up and was like, hey, you know, you want to watch this? I'm like, no, hold on. I'm literally doing it right now. Don't do that. Uh, Yeah, that's why social media is important. I mean, um, gone are the days where uh, people get in their car and turn on the radio and expect to um, find what they're looking for just by chance popping on the the commercial while they're driving from A to B. Um, You know, people are always sitting wherever it is, whether they're walking around the mall or just walking down the street and they got their face and their device. So you gotta be, you gotta be present. You gotta be relevant. Otherwise you're, you're missing out on a huge, huge opportunity to capture clients from all over. Right. Oh yeah, definitely. I actually, I pulled in a, a, a statistic from Statista. Uh, 70% of the U S population has at least one social media profile 59% visit social media almost every day, and a third of that every five minutes. Mm. Isn't that insane? Uh, that totally. is crazy. It's, uh, yeah. Jennifer, why is social media so important? It is exactly what he said, but also, too, I like to think of it like a, an analogy of a guitar. If you play acoustic guitar in a crowded room and you don't have an amplifier or a speaker, then how many people can really hear that guitar, especially if that room is noisy. But once you start amplifying it and putting a speaker on it, you can have your music be heard over a bigger audience. And that is uh, the, the guitar for your business really is your website, where that is telling everybody what's going on with your business. But the amplifiers are Facebook, Twitter, 
TikTok, YouTube, LinkedIn. It's the way that you can get that voice heard and a uniform voice, right? Because you want to make sure that everything uh, that you say representing your company matches on all the platforms. So yeah, social media is no longer a passing fad. It is here to stay. And 2018 was the first year where internet viewership surpassed television viewership. So guaranteed, the Facebooks and the LinkedIn's and the YouTube's, they're all becoming what used to be the TV networks, but just for this generation. So it's, it's big. It's huge. Yeah, not only that, there's a lot of like um, fuzziness about how, how they're managing advertising and stuff like that. Because with like TV and stuff, they have very, very strict regulations, whereas the internet is not so regulated in that way. And you can kind of get around and find loopholes and such. Um, but it's, it's like the Wild West out there. <laughs> well, the Wild West is actually like the coolest analogy. And it's also allowing small businesses to finally get their, their fair share of market without having to go through a big agency or a major uh, advertising group that charges a lot of money. I mean, there's still so much available to get your voice out there for pennies on the dollar. So, yeah, that's how I was able to, to make my music career. I use social media marketing to promote my two albums and I qualified for Grammys, not because I'm that talented. It's just because I'm a damn good marketer and I didn't need a record label. I didn't need uh, a huge backing or an agent. I could do well, it all myself. It was so funny. You were talking before we actually went live about becoming a, a glorified um, writer. writer. Like mm -hmm. we're now writers, you know, like I even have my own blog that I post my articles on. Like anybody can kind of yeah. step into that space without having to deal with big publishers or having to deal with big corporate or anything like that. And you can really get out there. Totally. Yeah. Lex, why is social media so important? So just, you know, definitely what Mike and Jennifer have said is so important. And I think social media did start, you know, as a way to connect all the relationships and it still is that, but it's become such a huge platform for marketing. Um, and it really not only in marketing, but it gives that huge, humane aspect um, gives that connection that customers are looking for. So we're not just selling, but we're showing the value and everything. So it's super important in kind of all aspects of your business. I love it. So I want to get, I want to get into the return, right? What is our return on our investment? What does the investment look like? Because it's not money. I mean, yes, it is, but there's a lot of different types of investment that come along with social media. Um, Another statistic here, HubSpot reports that in a cross-channel analysis, the CPM or cost per thousand impressions on social media can be as low as $2.50. Whereas things like, oh, I didn't see, uh, direct mail is, uh, it's like $59.50. So it's three times less expensive than advertising through trad traditional means. With this in mind, keeping in the, the return on investment, uh, we'll move on to our next question. What is keeping more shops from using social media if it is so cheap to do? I gotta, I gotta chime in first because okay, I, you were like, ready oh my to go, man. I, I deal with my. I'm gonna throw my dad under the bus hard here. I've worked with him for 15 years. Um, we now are running two companies. Just a quick plug: we just opened up our new shop, Alberta Asian Motorworks. Um, so now him and I are in separate rooms. Um, but I still have to try to deal with him and his inability to understand why we need to spend the money we spend every month on social media versus trying to get out on the radio or whatever else. And the, and the issue that I have with him is like, he doesn't have 
constructive ideas as to where we should spend our money. He just looks at the X that came into the on the invoice last month for social media and goes, why is this so much money? Where are we getting any people, any customers in the door? And I think that's the issue is people are so scared of what might not happen. And they're so scared of not being able to um, understand what they should be doing. I don't run my social media. I tried it. I did it for like three or four months. <laughs> I didn't get anywhere. And then finally I was like, you know what? This is ridiculous. Uh, gone are the days where you should run your own social media. That is why there are companies out there like Jennifer that literally do this for you. Yeah. And, and I mean, our social media management company, I'm going to give them a plug right now as well. Are you social? Local company started Dude, up. They're awesome. They the stuff they, they create is phenomenal. And that's why I love them. They're creative. Like the stuff they put together, the video content, the, the picture qualities, the, like that's the stuff that they're good at that I have no idea how to do. And so if you're scared of getting into social media as a, as a business owner, don't do it yourself because you're going to do it wrong. <laughs> Find okay. somebody to do it for you, pay the money, and just do it. That's all you got to do. I don't know. That's it. Would you guys would you guys say that the leads that come off of social media uh, are more valuable than the leads that you would get from traditional marketing? If you are uh, marketing correctly, I think that's a big thing too. People start going on social media and they don't do the correct targeting. They just kind of go to the general masses and not thinking about their location and their audience. Um, so if they do that correct targeting, then I think definitely those leads are going to be more valuable than if they were just kind of mass marketing there. So, right. so with, with that, with that in mind, being being focused in your targeting, uh, should shops be focusing on one portion of social media or should they branch out? I think you've got to be relevant everywhere. Sorry, Jennifer. Yeah, no, go ahead. Well, no, it's it really depends on the on the platform. Every platform has its own audience, right? Uh, you need to make sure that you're on as many platforms that are appropriate to your business and what you're seeking, right? So. Snapchat was a hot thing, but the problem with marketing on Snapchat is that the snaps disappear within 24 hours. So you can indeed. You can burn uh, yourself out. You got to be doing it like daily and not only daily, but multiple times a day to build exactly, a story. Exactly. It, it takes a lot of work. Facebook is where the majority of the, the people who are affluent enough to take good care of their cars, Facebook is the main player and it is worldwide. Instagram is also a big one and YouTube is huge, but you know, TikTok is now on the scene and it's addictive. Oh my gosh. I wasted like two hours of my life hanging out on TikTok because it's oh super God. entertaining. I hate <laughs> TikTok so much. I hate it. I, I, hate I love it. it. I, I wish it. it never existed. Oh, it's even, it is, yeah. Okay. Why do you hate it so much? Because <laughs> Vine me. was better. <laughs> oh, well, but Vine is dead, but Vine is dead and, and things evolve and, and that's, oh, and by the yeah. way, a, a, that's part of it, attributing to kind of what Mike said in the previous comment, you know, a lot of people are too busy and it's overwhelming because it's changing so much. I mean, I have been doing social media marketing as a profession since 2007 and it, I feel like I should get my PhD in social media because it is just constantly shifting, changing. I mean, they use, Facebook used to allow you uh, to schedule posts and then it doesn't. But um, 
and it's just it's just always shifting but but um as far as platforms go if you're looking for if you're a shop and you're looking for new techs and uh ceos cfos and the higher level people go on linkedin linkedin is hot um if you are wanting to show off what you do in your shop youtube is one of the best platforms on the whole planet because it's also the number two search engine in the planet so between your website and it, there's just so much and that's why it's overwhelming <laughs> so so are there certain platforms that show better returns for say a shop owner again it depends on what that shop owner is looking for so i, mean, I was going to say like uh you were talking about facebook being the one but mike most of the stuff i see from your shops is on instagram yeah. And I, you know what, I think for myself, it's, uh, I still find it hard to, um, track my return on investment with social media, to be perfectly honest with you. Um, I've come to this conclusion and this realization over the last 10 years that advertising for the most part is a wash, but you have to do it. Um, I, I can ask every single person that comes in my shop and I try, um, how'd you find us? Where'd you see us? Blah, blah, blah. And, you know, still for the most part, where we're at anyways. Um, I would say the majority of these people, sorry guys, that's not, I don't have to get that. Don't worry. Um, I would say the majority of these people still tend to find us because of they drive by and they, they see our, our shop on the road. Cause we're right through the main drive in Red Deer. We get the odd person that says, Oh, I saw you're out on Facebook or, Oh, I saw your, um, we still do like city bench, like, um, city bus benches and stuff like that. Just cause you still gotta, you still have to be, a um, what's brand awareness is key. I still think. And like Jennifer said, everything on your multiple different platforms needs to be the same because people will need to eventually see your logo or see your face or whatever. They need to see it so many times that all of a sudden they go, I'm going to phone that guy or I'm going to go check that out or I'm going to click on this link. So well, yeah, for, I think Instagram is the one that we focus on the most because our demographic that I'm trying to capture anyways is people my age. I want people in their late 20s, mid to early 30s, maybe even to their early 40s. And for the most part, I would say that demographic spends the majority of their time on Instagram. I know that I hate Facebook. It annoys me because people just complain about their life too much. And I don't have time for that. Agreed. Yeah. I think, um, Facebook and Instagram are two of the biggest platforms. So just thinking of the mass of people that you, they might see the biggest return there. And I think again, just looking at how many platforms of social media there are is another reason why shop owners are sometimes like, Oh, this is a little too much. Um, but I think, yeah, knowing your audience, your demographic, because I was, I've been doing some research, I've been writing some articles on this and that cuts between millennials and Gen Zers, Instagram is the number one. So if you are focusing more on Instagram versus Facebook, that makes sense, but it kind of just depends where you're looking at for your audience. So how does the return on social media marketing compare to the return on search engine marketing? Mm, great question. <clears throat> Can I go? Yeah. <laughs> so, so social media is, is like that amplifier of the guitar, but your website is really where it's at. SEO is going to definitely have more dollars and cents return on investment. Whereas social media gives you the intangible ROI. It's the establishing trust familiarity, getting the warm fuzzies, and uh, your community involvement. They really are not better than. They are both 
equally powerful and you need to have both. I, I, I've been actually uh, hearing people talk that uh, SEO isn't important anymore and it's more, it's more important to focus on your local search on Google. Do those but play? that's still SEO. Yeah, so you're still going to have certain... Excuse me, excuse oh. me. Not SEO on your website, but just strictly local search keywords. Yeah, but that's still going to go into the search engine and like your SEO that still kind of plays into that. Um, I definitely think like we've seen Google definitely, they want to show you all that information right there. They don't necessarily want to, they want, it's more, I, I think, think you're just... Using to the website. Exactly. Yeah. Like, and it's not even, I don't think Google's saying we don't want you to go to a website. It's more like we want to have this information available right away for them. So just expedite the process. Just send them Exactly. But I think the kind of the search engine marketing kind of has to be that base. And then like you were saying, Jennifer, the social media is the amplifier of that. And then it's all going to shift and change once we all start going to voice searches. That's true. So that's going to be something to really pay attention to. Voice searches. Oh, yeah. Alexa, show me where the nearest auto repair shop is. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. So a lot of like SEO, too, you start seeing like kind of the long tailed search uh, words because instead of people typing out, they're, they're you know, just saying what they need. So it kind of has more of a humanistic approach and you have to tailor the SEO to show up with that. I've never thought about that because I, I mean, I yell at my phone all the time. Nine times out of ten, she doesn't listen to me. <laughs> it's getting better. <laughs> I, I definitely got to say it's getting better, but I mean, that's definitely something I've never thought about is people, you know, you go on, you open up your Google app and if you've got an iPhone and you open up your Google app, you can say, Hey Google and start talking to it. But you know what? And I feel like uh, people are becoming more and more lazy because that's just the world that we live in. And if they can speak instead of type, well then, you know, they're probably going to lean that way. So that's something to, to consider is, how do you tailor your SEO to now becoming more voice search friendly versus typing in Euro shop repair Red Deer? You know what I mean? You can actually uh, advertise on those as well. A lot of people go, hey, you know, Alexa, tell me the news or tell me the local news and stuff. And, and they'll give you reports and you can put yourself in there as well. Yeah. Hmm. There you go. And brand awareness is so critical because you want people to know the name of your shop right? I mean, we're lucky that we don't sell our products on Amazon, right? We're, we're definitely service and we're in the community. But for example, if uh, I wanted to say to Amazon, Amazon, find me a shirt versus Amazon, find me something that is made by Calvin Klein. So it would, you know, the brand awareness is so key. So if people can have the top of mind awareness and rattle off the name of your shop first, you're going to win. Well, I think like I was saying earlier about brand awareness, um, we just had a new client in the, in our new shop yesterday. And the only reason that she came in was because we sponsored a local sports field with the Euro shop. And so she was there for whatever it was a car show or, and she saw the sign and then she driving down the hill, saw the Euro shop sign and then saw the new shop. Cause it's right beside it, right behind it went, Oh, Nissan service. Cool. Oh. I'm give a call. You know, so I think it's like you said, it's all about brand awareness. And I mean, the more and more that you can, um, I don't like that word. I was going to say like the word impregnate, but they, like get yourself into the, just into the minds of people and constantly like saturate. just converting their saturate. visual, you know, like saturate. Thank you, Jesus. I could. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> you got the writers, got your back. It's all good. I'm not sure about the, 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 the thesaurus is right over here. You know? yes. See, that's what, but you got to do it. You got to make sure that you're just constantly bombarding people with, 
your logo or your um, your slogan or what you do, and so that they continually just all of a sudden all of a need need a car their car repaired, and they go, wait, I know a guy. Even though they don't know you, they know a guy, so they call you or they look up your shop or whatever it is, right? Yeah, isn't it uh, in the past ten years like the the um, conversion versus impression? Like you have to have three times the amount of impressions before you can convert. Well, yeah, that's because people are inherently lazy now, and right, they are. Like you need They're to time crunched. They're time crunched. <laughs> that's the there's, word. There's too much informational bombardment, so they just yeah, kind of and pick I and think. Choose. Yeah, where we were talking about how they're spending so much more on time online right now, too. You are just continuously being bombarded by all these different things. So you need to be seen more and more and able to kind of poke through and say, hey, we're in the middle of this. So you need to be more obnoxious. Just for an example, last month we had 146,000 impressions on our Facebook at the Euro Shop. From that, we got 6,000 clicks. That's it. That's good. But like, that's what you mean. Like 146,000 versus 6,000. Like you, like you said, three times as many Mm -hmm. impressions as you are going to get clicks. Right. Yep. So I think, well, also too, keep in mind, like, okay, the champion shops that I work with tend to have a very select targeted, focused, ideal customer tribe that they want. So how many tire kickers are there out in the world, especially as we go into recession and people are more worried about affordability? Like we don't really want those tire kickers if we're a champion level shop that has a lot of high value and and price that is high accordingly, right? Because there's a lot of extra value and care. So it's okay to not collect all 140,000 impressions because I want the people that are going to resonate with me and that are going to hand me over their keys willingly and say, hey, um, I trust you, just fix it. I mean, don't we want those kind of customers? And so really also too, I, w- I was thinking about what your dad was saying, you know, when he was saying, oh my gosh, what are we paying for? And is this really paying for itself? People confuse marketing and sales as the same thing all too often. They really are completely different beings. Sales, you're in the trenches and you've got to get your revenue going. You know, it's like you have to constantly watch it. And you can tell if somebody is not doing well in the sales world because their numbers are just not there. But marketing is more of a long tail approach. Marketing is the promise of what that experience is going to be. Marketing is having a female service advisor where other females come into the shop and go, wow, this must be a really good shop because we know that a woman would not work here if it was a grungy, you know, old school grease monkey type of shop. It must have a good, a good, um, group of people working for it. Um, marketing is going to the ice cream shop and sampling the different flavors of ice cream to, to see which one you want to purchase. It takes longer, but it has more loyalty. So you can't really compare. That's, yeah. That is, yeah, I definitely agree with that. It's kind of like where they show that, you know, the top 20% of everyone you kind of reach is kind of your ideal clientele and you want to market to them. And I think another thing, just going back to where we were kind of talking about that saturation, it's not just, as you said, like not just being obnoxious and showing up a lot, but showing that value. So where, uh, Mike, you're talking about the community and how you, spont- you know, had worked on that event, it's showing them that not only we're providing this great value, but we're also working in the community. And especially as we do get into the recession and people are a little bit, you know, not sure they want to spend that money it's like, okay this shop is great they have you know they're gonna do great work on my car they do great things for the community all of that 
Couldn't agree it's more, more. It's more about sharing your culture. Yeah. Right. So, uh, how can shops start utilizing social media? If you well, haven't touched any social media yet at all, how can shops start utilizing it to, you know, jump in the pool, baby. Yeah. Man. <laughs> Well, and, and you got to do it right. I mean, there's no sense in even starting your Facebook or starting your Instagram if you're not going to do it right. Because you're going to create the wrong impression from the get-go. People aren't going to follow you. They're not going to want to follow you. They're not going to want to go to your shop because they're going to look at your Instagram and go, what the heck's this guy doing? <laughs> I mean, if you want to start utilizing it, find somebody like Jennifer's company or... If you're in Canada, I mean, look up my guys. There's two social media management companies in my city alone, and there's 100,000 people here, um, you know? So, I mean, and they both do great work. You know, they both have different things they excel at. And so you've got to find which company best fits your company or your demographic or whatever you're after. But if you're going to start utilizing it, you've got to find someone that can help you do it and do it right. Right. I remember when we started, because I did, I started picking it up like seven months ago, uh, doing it for the Institute. And uh, before I, before I got into it, I did a bunch of research. I figured out exactly who we wanted to talk to, who we wanted to be um, get, putting ourselves in front of, where they're spending their time. Uh, I think I did like two weeks of research before we even did a single post. And then also thinking about the type of content that we wanted to create and what we should be putting out there. Uh, that, that aligned with our message. And I think we've done a fair enough job. I mean, we're what on episode 33 or 34, 34. You're doing great. You're doing great. And this great. was just, and this was just one of the things you have left. You're doing even better. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, <sir. laughs> I, yeah, I do think it's something that if you are going like jump, jumping right into social media, you should do a little bit of research, especially if you are a shop owner that's decided you're going to take it on yourself. It is a lot of work. A lot of people don't realize how much work it is. Um, so if you do have a consultant or a company that you know of, you know, and on that, I think definitely make sure if you are going to work with a company, make sure, you know, schedule some meetings, talk with them because social media is such a big thing. The market is a little bit saturated with social media companies too. And so um, you can sometimes see some that aren't as great, but you know, ones like Rockstar Marketing and the, the Canada, uh, Canada one, they do great jobs. So you, I, yeah. the Canada one. Yeah, the Canada I can't remember one. the name. I'm oh, sorry. The, you social? What was the name again? Are you social? Is are you social? I was close. Yay. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I think it's definitely something you can do by yourself, but it's going to take a lot of work and you do need to research it to do it right because yes, you can come back from starting it wrong, but it's even more work. So well, also, too, a lot of people, they want to save money, right? And, and this is how we all do it, because social media is a, is a style of guerrilla marketing. And, uh-oh, my internet connection is unstable. Uh-oh. <laughs> okay. Well, anyway, <clears throat> you can indeed do it yourself, but I find that there are a lot of shops where they have uh, somebody in their office who's busy trying to do it, or I'm just going to pick on a <laughs> nameless shop. They have their wife do it. And their wife does a really good job for a bit, but then the wife starts posting things that are not in sync with the voice or the message or the brand of the shop. I wish my wife could hear this. Ooh. <laughs> I'm not here to knock anybody's wives because the wives are doing this because this is something that they like doing and that they, are, they want to contribute to the shop. So we are not knocking them. But what the difference is is that when people do it themselves, 
and they're not looking at it through the glasses of a marketer, they tend to go off message. And it can be cute, it can be of the kids, but it has to really still be on message. So there's nothing wrong with showing the kids and there's nothing wrong with showing puppy dogs. It needs to be contextual. Exactly. So if the dogs are the mascots of the shop and the kids are out there helping doing an oil change, well, then then let's keep it relevant, right? Um, Cool thing is I'm actually launching an online course very soon. I am going to start um, doing webinars of my online course starting at the end of September, and we will be launching this thing in October. So like, I'm down to the wire, and I'm super excited. So if anyone is interested, please contact me. But the point is, is that I am going to be teaching people how to do this themselves. If they don't have the budget or they don't want to work with an agency, they really want to do this themselves, I'm going to actually show everything, reveal what's behind the curtain so you can feel empowered. So that's, that's exciting. Nice. That's yeah. cool. I think, yeah. that, I think it's getting to the point now, though, where, I mean, between my shop, the amount of money that we're shelling out every month between both companies, it's getting to the point now where I'm prepared to bring someone in-house. Because... To do it full-time. I mean, I understand how great the guys at RU Social are doing, but they're... They're still using stock footage, stock videos, stuff they've taken because I can't afford to pay them to come out here every single day. But if I've got someone in-house, they're here every day, you know, all of a sudden we're making daily Instagram stories. We're making, we're running daily Facebook lives or whatever it is, right? And I don't have to pay them extra to do that because they're already here getting X dollars an hour and they, you know what, maybe it's going to cost me 10 grand to start with because I got to get in a good high quality computer, a camera, and most cameras nowadays have good quality video recording on them. I mean, shoot, you can do 95% of the stuff you want on your iPhone. Like, I mean, the things have phenomenal cameras on yeah, them. Yeah, just, just to that point, I, I did a, a vlog a little while ago. You can find it on my own personal website. I'll put that elsewhere. But uh, all, all the footage I recorded on that was just with my, my phone. And then I just edit it on my computer. It's really pretty. Just check it out. But yeah, it's insane how nice cell phones can be. Yeah, and I think that is, um, like you were talking about the stock photos and everything, I think that's the one con of a lot of companies, especially if you are trying to just get into it and save a little bit of money and not spend that much to have them come out, get all that footage. If you do have someone in-house, and I I do think that's something shops should look at investing in just because social media is only growing. And, you know, it's definitely... and to be seen a lot, especially like on Instagram, you do have to post daily, even multiple times a day. And if you can have actual unique content that shows your shop, which then again helps even that whole um, looking for that community aspect, showing them what's actually going on in your shop. It's really, if you do have that person it is worth it. Very yeah, worth it. Couldn't agree more, but again, that's. And you get that authenticity every single day and not, True. it doesn't feel like anything that's regurgitated. Uh, the message is a little more focused. Right. Um, which is why and we I think, wanted someone in house. Yeah, We've and got I think Michael, who does our videos and such. So. Yeah, Michael does awesome at videos. Um, I think too, the thing with that is making sure if you are bringing someone in house, that you are very clear in what you want your brand and your voice to be. Um, especially if you do grow and have maybe multiple people working on it, or that's kind of you know someone's doing your Facebook, someone's doing Instagram, or just sometimes like Facebook, a lot of the business pages you can have multiple people on it, so you can have the owner and then the admins. It's important to make sure that you're clear with what you want your voice to be. And even though, yes, they may want to jump in and say something, we need to be really careful with what we're saying still, if that makes sense. 
So this is kind of funny because this is the next question. Is social media team needed or required? Again, you know, oh, I, has it come to the point where you need somebody to do it full time? I think so. Um, really, again, like we've been talking social media growing and it, especially as we're switching gen generations too. millennials are still very, very much a big point. Um, but the Gen Zers are Gen getting Z to that age. Are. It's crazy how fast yeah. it's going. And they are 100% on Instagram. They use it more than like, it, that's kind of their search engine to them, which to me is so strange. Um, but they're very comfortable with social media, not only using it to search, but using it to communicate. And if you're not on there, you're going to be missing a huge portion. And it's, I think it's a good idea to get that started now and get ahead of the curve. Yeah. Millennials grew up with the adolescence of the internet and mm -hmm. right. the rise of all that. Whereas these Gen Zers, they were born into it. Yeah. It just right. is a thing, you know? Right. And a, a team is going to help remove your chaos. So I know that a lot of baby boomer owners of shops are not going to be excited about having a full-time marketing person on staff unless it was a, a service advisor slash marketing role. You know, you got to be looking at economy of scale. That's a very, very rich shop that is dedicating a person full-time to all the marketing and, and kudos that's if they do it but I have yet to hear any client that's really doing that they usually have them combining in a role but whether you outsource it to an agency or have it internally having someone manage it for you being that dedicated entity is definitely going to like chaos because it's all about delegation right Kent I mean you learned that for yourself yeah, oh having Lex was... help you it was so, I mean, it was a little crazy in the first month when we, you know, in the <laughs> first little bit to get you up to date and, and get you into everything. But after that, it's been, it has been a dream. She actually set up this episode for us. Uh, so I didn't have to think about that. Uh, and I could think about the flight that I'm going to have uh, in a couple hours. So it's been awesome having you, Lex. But yeah, Mike, I think you're going to be the first shop to have a dedicated uh, marketing person. That's what you, is that's where you go? Well, you know, I think that's where I need, that's where we need to go. And, um, the issue that I have, like I said, with that though, is, is finding the right person to carry on the message that we've been broadcasting for the last two years with our current company and keeping the quality and the content as good as it has been, you know, and I, the last thing I hate going through employees, that's literally my like least favorite thing to do. I love to hire people that are going to be here for a long time. Um, and I feel like the generation that I'm going to have to deal with when it comes to finding a marketing person, I mean, I'm already watching it happen with our, our you social company that we're dealing with because they are going through that. Um, but that's that Gen Z or whatever the heck those. <laughs> Youngins. Um, I feel like that's something that's going to have to happen. And I'm, I don't know if I'm prepared to deal with that, you know? Um, but I think it's the next step, you know? And I think it is uh, definitely a lot more common to have positions that maybe just have marketing kind of under their wing. It's kind of become their thing. Um, but if you are going to do that, cause I know there's probably some shop owners watching this that are like, we don't have the budget to do this. And that's understandable. Um, but making sure to use systems, I think, um, especially calendaring out, um, even if you just use Google, like Excel, even just creating a calendar of what you need posted every day will make it so much easier and can help that person. Even if you don't have a fully 100% marketing, but you know, maybe it is oh, a yeah. service advisor or the front desk doing some of that marketing, using some of those systems will make it a little easier um, you, you until can, you're ready to have that. 
you can sit down for an hour and plan out the next six months. Mm-hmm. Which is mm-hmm. actually, I think, exactly what we did. Uh, yeah, and, and I did that. It's been really nice. <laughs> I did that yesterday even to make sure we were still on track and made updates. So it's, it's just really easy because then I can eat. Anytime I'm like, oh, no, what do we need? I can just look at it and be like, okay, these are the things we have planned. Do I need to make any content for that? Things like that. Yeah, how we do it is we, we use Google Docs and we will do like a block of posts every three months. And then we'll have uh, Google Docs being shared with the owners of the businesses. So then that way they can look and see what we've posted, approve it. And then we schedule everything into Hootsuite. And then that is just, Hootsuite is a wonderful thing because it schedules everything for us. And then we're always online monitoring, especially for reviews. So if we see that something is out of order or something's going on that needs attention, then we can address it. But keep in mind, the whoever you're having work on your social media needs to be talking to the service advisors and the techs because so often people will have a question that comes in through Facebook or Yelp or what have you. They'll want to quote. They'll want to know how something's going on. A lot of times people won't even pick up the phone anymore. They want you to respond to them through Facebook. I had a situation where one of my shop owners, it was they were closed for the weekend and their alarm was going off and it was disturbing the neighbors in the neighborhood. And the neighbors are getting on at the Facebook page like, dude, your alarm's been going off since five in the morning. Shut this dang thing off. And I'm receiving this message. And unfortunately, I did not have the phone number at home or the social, uh, or sorry, the uh, cell phone of the owner. So I was like, I'm so sorry. It was, it was a very awkward and, and frustrating time because how am I supposed to fix this, right? But, but yeah, people really want you to be responding to them. I mean, how many of you guys are getting emails or messages through Facebook Messenger more so than on the phone or through your traditional email? It's, it's uh, just different. People have different ways they want to communicate with you. So you've got to make sure whoever's doing it is keeping a close eye on what people are asking for. Well, not so like our social media management company does nothing on that aspect of things. Um, every once in a while, I'll get a screenshot from her and say, hey, we got this message on Instagram. Can you deal with it? But for the most part, um, I'm on top of that. So I'm, I'm answering um, Facebook Messenger, um, the stuff on Instagram, if people are messaging us. Um, fortunately, um, she filters through all the trash that comes through on Instagram because you do get a lot of that. Um, but you got to stay on top of that. And, and if you, you can't have someone out of house answering those questions because you're not sure if they're going to be doing it right. They're not going to be portraying your message properly. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that's key. If you're going to have an outside company managing your social, that you still need to be hands-on with the message responses, or you need to delegate someone uh, that's in charge of that. Yeah. And I think another thing with that too, in today's day and age, a lot of people expect a response right away. You know, this is right at their hands. They want, so even if you are like having your front desk help with that, even if they don't know the correct answer, making sure you have a policy set up that's saying, oh, thanks for your question. We're checking with our text. We'll be with you short. Something like that, just to make sure that person's still getting that right away answer. But then you're taking the time to get the correct information to them, not the wrong information that would cause any problems. Yeah. Kind of like a, hey, I promise I'm here. Yeah, exactly. Give me yeah. just two minutes. Yeah. And it's interesting too, because I have a client who said, I don't want them to message me. I want them to call me. Well, this owner is older mm-hmm. and he's used to the phone. 
but other people don't necessarily want to talk to you because they might be at work and they might not be allowed to call the auto repair shop because they're supposed to be working, but they're like, hey, uh, I need this done. Can you help me? And so some people are just not able to pick up the phone and do it until after hours. And then, you know, then the shop is closed. So what do you do? So people are just using the tools that they can to get a hold of the shops. And so now the shops have to have more of a peripheral vision. Okay, are they sending me an email? Are they responding to my website? Like, how are they? And that's why we also have to ask the question, how are you hearing us? You know, how, how are you finding us? Where are you? And a lot of people, of course, want to say, oh, the Internet. <laughs> Yeah. Get a little more detailed. <laughs> Just a little. A little more specific, um, we, please. We even recently, well, I shouldn't say recently, at the Euro shop, we've had it for a while, but um, we've added text messaging uh, to our arsenal of communication lines. I mean, you get lots of Good people. Good job. Are, yeah, you get lots of people that are, like Jennifer said, you know, lots of people that are at work. Uh, they can't be on their phones, but they can have their phone. Um, and they, when they're at lunch, they don't want to be sitting in the lunchroom with the other half a dozen employees jabber in a way because nothing's more irritating than that um you know so if you shoot him a text message and say you know uh hey kent mike with albert asian motor works i uh, just sent you an estimate along with our digital inspection to your email have a look shoot me a text back or give me a call when you got a minute send and people are like yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like they love it. They're like, wow, you, like it's so great that you guys have all these different avenues of communication. I mean, gone are the days where you just communicate with people on the phone. I mean, like Jennifer said, there's some people that don't even like to talk on the phone. Mm -hmm. So, which is fine. I mean, yeah, well, we're, no comment on that one, Ken. <laughs> Well, and I think another thing too, um, we're seeing a lot of, uh, especially Facebook and because um, Facebook Messenger has become one of the biggest messaging apps just right behind WhatsApp and WhatsApp is more international than US, but Facebook Messenger is a big thing. And a lot of sites are actually integrating Facebook Messenger so that if someone's on your site visiting and they have a question, they can go right there and it'll go right, right to your Facebook message. And that actually helps a lot because that improves, it kind of answers that question. Like, why are these people, they've gotten to our site, they had, didn't make an appointment, why? Um, but it's maybe because they had a question and you didn't have an answer. So I think if you have that, it helps um, your website conversion, but then also you have to be aware of making sure you're answering that correctly and on time. So I'm writing so, that down. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so uh, I'm just going to interrupt here with a little bit of uh, shameless self-promotion. Since this is put on by the Institute, uh, we're going to promote a little bit of the Institute. Uh, we have a class coming up managing for success that is going to be on October 12th and 13th. Are you managing your team for success or survival? Our two-day workshop will help develop a manager's ability to drive team performance. Topics covered include communication techniques, managing strategies, relational development, and more. You guys can register at ifraid.com forward slash classes or any of the other classes that we have, uh, or you can email us directly at institute at ifraid.com. I also want to talk about our Advisor Mastery program. We've got a new group starting. We've seen tremendous success with the advisors that we do have in the program right now. In fact, our first group is going to wrap up, I think, September 20th. Yeah, a couple weeks. And we're going to have the big finale and all that, but we've already seen so such impressive numbers uh, from some of the groups. And and honestly, these advisors have killed it. I am, I am very proud of them. <laughs> Just being on the back end and watching them go from start to finish. It's been an incredible journey to create the program and, and manage it and watch it, you know, work. Anyways, uh, yeah, you guys can hit us up 
uh, at iframe.com uh, forward slash mastery, I believe it is, or advisor mastery. You guys can find the tab on our website, uh, or you can email me at uh, kentb at iframe.com. Anyways, let's continue. I want to get into a little more of the uh, the minutia here. Um, and what? kind of the minutia? minutia. Details. Details. Fine, little fine details here. And these like uh, super words, I can't do it. Just being fancy. <laughs> fine. <laughs> um, and then we'll get into some general tips. But I want to dissect kind of each of the major platforms. I didn't put TikTok on here. Sorry, Jennifer. Oh, it's quite alright. Um, I don't know. It feels like it feels like the the demographic that's on TikTok are not of that age to be spending. They're starting. They are a starting. lot of money. Yeah. What is the demographic? Do you know? It's kids. It's teenagers. Like Ten to sixteen year olds. Yeah, and you have to if you're going to be an adult on there, you kind of have to have a kid somewhere in that video with you, uh, kind of giving you credibility. But yeah, it's uh, I'm starting to see businesses promote themselves. It's it's um, <clears throat> it's it's a position to take over what Instagram has been doing. My children will not be getting TikTok. I was gonna say my kid's not my kid is not getting a phone till he's fifteen. He already Fortnite dances all the time. And I'm like, we don't even have that game, okay? And they all, they We're all not do doing that. it. They all do that. He gets it from school. Oh, oh. good luck, guys. But anyway, so we're gonna <laughs> we're gonna talk about Facebook, Pinterest, Instagram, LinkedIn, and YouTube. These are the ones that I've found the highest demographic for our industry. Yeah, true. Um, they're the top five that I would I would put out there. So let's maybe go into some of the more less known ones. Let's go into Pinterest. I want to talk about Pinterest for a minute. It, are either any of you working with Pinterest or, or have any tips on Pinterest? Because I've seen, and maybe that's why I did this one first, we can kind of knock it out of the way, but I've seen a lot of shops that do like, like there's a tremendous following of people who are looking for DIY stuff, not just DIY, but looking for custom builds and, and custom cars and if you're a shop who loves to do that on the back end, Pinterest is a great place to be posting those pictures and images because Pinterest is all driven towards discovery. Does anybody want to chime in on Pinterest? I think it's really good um, if you do have a back, like if you have a blog or something going already on your site, um, because yes, it's very good at catching the eye if you have good graphics and everything, and the, if you're really good at doing your keyword searches there, um, but you need to have that information backing up. So I think blog, if you have a blog, you know, basically on some DIY stuff, or like one of our blogs is five tips for finding a great auto repair shop. That would do fantastic on Pinterest if we could get a graphic, just because that's going to be something, something someone is looking at. Um, but if you do have YouTube, that's also a good generator to actually move traffic over to YouTube if you have a video and then some of those custom builds as well. But I do think um, it's definitely good. You just need to have the information elsewhere. Pinterest will not have all that information. If that makes sense. Pinterest is just kind of like a... Uh, it's kind of another search engine, thing. just more yeah. just visual, more image-centered. search engine, mm -hmm. yeah. So artists and, and uh, you know, clothing designers and interior designers, they do really, really well. Anything with a visual element. But because we're so service-related... But honestly, if I just take a look at some of the automotive stuff on Pinterest, 
Yeah, I think you can. I think you can definitely turn some of the stuff we're doing in the um, automotive repair industry. I think you can turn it into Pinterest. Um, it's just you are going to make sure you have to have good pictures, something that catches people's eyes, and kind of. Maybe, maybe this would be more focused on restoration shops than anything. That else. would be yeah. That, that would might be because a lot of people would be searching cars and yeah. car builds. I would I would say a restoration shop would be ideal, but everybody else, it's a lot of energy for for little return for what you're really going for. All right. LinkedIn. That's the good. power of networking. How can shops use LinkedIn? Recruit your next service advisor or tech on LinkedIn. So is LinkedIn primarily for finding new employees or new teammates? Mm -hmm. Or is this a place where you can build um, kind of referral networks from other local companies? I think, think you can use it to build referral networks. I think it is mainly going to be for employees, though, just because the general population outside of it, like, would only be using it for um, more job-related things, if that makes sense. So, Which we, we need to figure something out about getting good technicians to good shops. Yeah, definitely. And you can definitely find your affluent clients. You know, they're usually the, the salespeople, the, the managers, the higher levels. And, and the nice thing about LinkedIn is it's not overly dramatic. So it's very professional. So you don't see a lot of religious posts. You don't see a lot of um, political stuff. It's, it's pretty clean. But also, too, people don't really hang out on LinkedIn after hours. So it's not uh, the same as, say, Facebook in that regard. And I don't do anything on LinkedIn at this point. I mean, every once in a while, I like, oh, I should probably get my LinkedIn profile updated. So I go back on for a little while, and then I casually forget about it. But then again, I'm that guy, I don't know, I'm that 32-year-old that actually hates social media and hates being on my phone all the time. So um, when I'm at work, I'll peruse and try to do things work-related on it. Um, but I don't know, I hate sitting at home and mindlessly flipping through my phone like I but that's just me so no no I'm, I'm there with you my phone goes on my on my dresser as soon as I get home I don't touch it anymore that's I hate it it's so it pulls your attention so much yeah so LinkedIn is generally just to find good teammates yeah, or I think um, just as I was thinking about this, maybe partnerships with other um, people in your niche, or if you are looking for some of those community events, that's kind of a great way to find some of those people you need to contact the people at the top. So it's it's good marketing wise, you know, if you are looking to market your shop, um, that's a great place to search for people as well. Wonderful. All right, let's get into the bigger, the big three. I want to talk about YouTube for a minute. How can shops utilize YouTube? to get a return on their social media marketing? I think video content's huge. Um, people are very visual. Um, they, they want their attention to be trapped and they want to grab it now. Um, and pictures are good for that. But if you've got a flashy video with cool sounds or you know, like a quick little zoom pass on a car that's going in your shop or something, I mean, <clears throat> catchy, right? And people love that stuff. I mean, uh, I can't, I don't have the numbers in front of me, but I mean, you know, we've slowly petered away from video content because, you know, again, the guy that, uh, I have to convince that social media is relevant and important 
didn't like the cost that was associated with making good, high quality video content. You know, so I don't know if we've, I, I, I got to look back and see, I would love to actually show them and be like, look at, this is how much we've lost from engagement because we've gotten rid of the video content. Um, but the videos, man, like the amount of people that stay on your page longer based on video content is massive. And so if you've got good content on your social media platforms and then you're sharing them onto YouTube, you've got the opportunity to plug into advertising. I mean, YouTube is getting huge on advertising now, right? I mean, I was on there the other day watching a movie trailer and halfway through the movie trailer or before the next movie came on, I got a commercial and it's Mm -hmm. the local break and muffler shop down the street. I mean, they're a chain store that's all over Canada. So they've got, you know, different marketing agencies for that and bigger budgets and things like that. But there they are, you know, and I think uh, if you can capture that, I mean, people love YouTube. I mean, it's just the nature of the beast. And so. Oh, I was going to chime in. I actually had an argument with my uh, cable company when, uh, cause I just moved to this new house and I was setting up cable and they're like, do you want TV? I'm like, no. They're like, well, we have a package. You can have TV. I'm like, I, I don't want TV. I've got YouTube. Yeah. Cause there's dozens of creators that I watch and, and their content is more valuable to me than watching a TV show. Amen, sir. I haven't had a television since 1992 and I'm very happy with it. <laughs> yeah. Okay, we still have televisions, Jennifer. We just don't have a food bowl. <laughs> hey, I, I know that, but honestly, I, I love, and besides, um, these phones are so powerful. They've got great cameras. All you have to do is go into your shop, take a, take a little video of a happy customer walking in, take a video of some cool thing that you guys are doing. I mean, there's so much you can do with this little thing. You don't have to have the expensive production company. If you want to look really slick, then yes, hire the inspection. There's also some there's also some free applications that you can download yeah. that'll help you edit a oh. video. Ripple. And make it look good. nice. Yeah, there you go. I, yeah. I couldn't think of, of any off the top of my head. But. Ripple, Canva. Um, heck, you can you can use your your YouTube to to live stream. You can live stream just like you can do Facebook Live. It's so yeah. easy. Yeah. Uh, Instagram. What are some ways people can be utilizing Instagram to increase their social media? I love Instagram. It's the best. Um, I just think that people are always on it. Constantly, I would say like, and, and you're just flipping, 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 flipping. And, oh, that's a cool video. Oh, that's a cool picture. Let's, uh, let's click on that link and, and let's and go to their, yeah, right. Let's go to their actual page and let's see. Oh, wow. That's a cool car. Oh, wow. Look at that. That's an engine out of the car. Oh, this is really cool. Um, or you got Instagram stories, you know, you got um, Instagram live. I mean, there's like, I mean, the fact that Facebook now basically owns the world. Um, is helpful in that realm of things because they're sort of creating everything to be similar. I mean, you can do all of that stuff on Facebook. Now you can get your stories and you can get your live different uh, user interface. Exactly. And I think it's all about your demographic. I mean, you've got people that are 80 years old on Facebook. How many 80 year olds are on Instagram? Like probably not a lot. I mean, I'm sure there's probably few, but growing. <clears throat> They're growing. Right. The, Facebook has been losing viewership because it's been going over to Instagram. Why? Well, because the kids don't want grandma to see what they're doing, right? The kids yeah. still want to 
the uh, incognito, but eventually grandma wants to see what they're doing. So that's why grandma is bothering with text messaging and Instagram. So yeah, they're on there. They're just not as active. So with the hashtags and, and curating your hashtags, what are some uh, tips and tricks you guys would have? Your city auto repair. So hashtag Monterey auto repair. If I had a shop, that's because it's searchable as well as the name of my business. And don't spam hashtags. I know a lot of people are like, Oh, I just need all these hashtags to be seen. No, you need the relevant hashtags. So that's obviously a really great place to kind of look at your audience, see, um, and kind of go going back into that keyword and SEO and things like that, but don't spam them because then Instagram won't show you as much. And then you're just basically working backwards. So yeah, for my, for my own, uh, my own stuff, I, I built a, a couple different types of um, hashtag groupings and those hashtags range from keywords that get me anywhere from 90,000 to uh, 5 million. And I just kind of mix and match those to get a different type of exposure for each one. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, that's my tips. Honestly, I, the time started to get away from me. Uh, I want to get into last thoughts because I know Jen, you got to go soon so hit us with it last final thoughts on the return on investment for social media goodness um when you're doing social media just remember it's going to be a long tail approach no one is ever going to say oh my gosh i made so much money off of my facebook but it really is important that you're out there you just need to be seen we've covered on all this but but really don't don't confuse marketing with sales. Marketing is the promise of what you're about to deliver. And, and if it's okay, since I am going to be out of here in a few minutes, if you have any questions about marketing and you want to, to throw some ideas around, please, I'm here as a resource. You don't necessarily have to work with me for me to talk with you. I'm happy to share information. I'm like a candle. I can light other candles in the room, right? So if you ever have any questions about marketing and what you should do, call me. My cell phone is 408-833-9868, or you're welcome to email me directly, jenniferfilzen at gmail.com. So hopefully we'll have uh, contact information at the end of this. Is that how that works? Thank you. But yeah, feel free to reach out or just look me up, Jennifer Filzen, Rockstar Marketing. I'm everywhere. Mike, final thoughts. I just, uh, I think that if you're not on social media, you've got to get on social media. Um, it's the changing wave of advertising, if for lack of a better term. Um, and again, it's like I said earlier, your return on investment isn't going to be what you want it to be, but you've got to be there. Otherwise you're not relevant and you need to be relevant in this, in, in this, in this industry, especially, and especially in this world, because it's ever changing daily. Now, people are constantly staring at their devices. And if you're advertising on, and I know that we do this, but if you're advertising on like the the city bus benches or something, nine, nine out of 10 people are going to miss that because they're too busy doing this, not doing this, right? <laughs> I mean, you get the odd person that comes in. And again, I think it's just about brand awareness, which is why I still do those things. But if you're not on the social media of any sort, whether YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn, whatever it is, you're not, you're not allowing yourself to be relevant and you need to be in this, in this world. Right. Lex, what do you think? Final thoughts? 
Yeah, so kind of going on that, just the return on social media. And um, one thing I think too is a lot of shop owners find it hard to track that, track that exactly. But social media is just another touch point for shop owners. So they may see a billboard, they may see your shop, um, but then if they go ahead and see it on Instagram and Facebook, that's just another touch point. So when they do have something come up, they'll be like, "Oh, you know, I keep seeing these people. Let's give it a try." Um, but social media is definitely worth it. And one thing we didn't really even have time to touch on is it's a great place for referrals. And again, using the community and it just it can do so much and show that that you are humans, the value you offer, and really just take your marketing to the next level. That's one thing that I, I think people miss a lot is, is social media is not direct advertising. It's it's not even direct marketing. It's it's kind of a community thing. Mm -hmm. It's about building a community. Okay. But yeah, uh, I wanna thank you guys for being on the show today. If anybody has any questions, this episode will be published later on. Thank you guys so much for being here. And uh, we'll catch you guys in two weeks. Alrighty. Thank Take you, care. everybody. Thank you so much. I got to run. Mwah. You guys are awesome. Bye, guys. Join us next time when the panel expands on marketing with a discussion about sharing your value and telling customers why they should choose your shop. Subscribe at institutesleadingedge.podbean.com so you don't miss out. Or find us on Spotify and iTunes at The Leading Edge. Join the Institute group on Facebook and get advice from other top shop owners as well as our experienced consultants. Brought to you by the Institute for Automotive Business Excellence. Thanks for listening.